Greetings and salutations. Hearken to this podcast entitled Between the Lines. Lend your ear today as we journey through a holy writ called the Epistle of First Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Are you, are you just responding to the beatdown you got yesterday on that long hair verse? <laughs> no, you're right. No, it's... Uh, it's what Paul talks about yeah, here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. <laughs> he says, I didn't come to you with a bunch of lofty words. Though you do hear that today in a lot of more religious circles. Yeah, or, you do. Yep. You know, people using big words to sound very fancy. And Paul says here, I didn't do that. And we don't do that because we're incapable of it. Well, you just proved that you could do it for at least I'm, for a short that's time. That's how I'm talking from now on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll look forward to that. <laughs> and we're, uh, so yes, you are listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior, and here we go with 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. Paul writes, When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. Really what he's saying there is I simplified everything. Mm-hmm. I came to you in weakness, timid, and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain, Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so that you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Now, I do like that Paul is writing this. I'm not positive on the context here in 1 Corinthians, but we do know from other letters that a lot of times when Paul planted church and he would leave, false teachers would then come into the church. And one of the things that false teachers would do is they would use big big lofty speech to impress everybody within the church so that they would, you know, be listened to more. Yeah. The, they want to sound uh, oratorical. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that part of the argument that he's making here is that it's not about his personality or about his intellect. They were divided. And in chapter one, he had talked about how some had said, I'm of Cephas, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos. And and we do think Paul, Apollos was a highly educated person that was just very good in his speech. And Paul is simply saying, I'm not trying to get trying to get you to follow after me. Instead, I want you to know the power of God. Yeah. And that's what has brought you into this place of following Jesus. So you're saying, and this is interesting, this would be new to me. You're saying what he what he's saying is this isn't a personality driven church. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's I really believe that's what he's yeah. saying. Okay. Well and they may have been a personality driven church. Sure. Uh, we always say that about our church, that the bridge is not a personality-driven church. I do think that that was a weakness of the Corinthians. That's why he calls them immature, that you're following after personalities mm-hmm. instead of following after Jesus. Yeah. Verse 6, it says, Yet when I am among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. No, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God, his plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. That is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. I love that that passage. Now, that's often used as a passage that says we we can't even imagine how great heaven is going to be. And that, that really isn't what this passage is saying. And instead, in the Bible, we have a lot of descriptions of heaven. Mm-hmm. And we can imagine what heaven's going to be because it has been revealed to us. In fact, that's what he says in his next verse, in verse 10. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit, for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. So while the rest of the world can't imagine all that God has prepared for those of us who love him, we can because he's revealed it to us. Verse 11 then. 
No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit, and no one can know God, God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given to us because we have the Holy Spirit living within us and because we have his word that has revealed these truths to us. So verse 13, when we tell you these things, we do not use words that came from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. There's a big thing in Scripture about just our eyes. When, when God opens our eyes so that we can see our need and our dependence on Him, that really does change what we understand and how we understand things. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It, spiritual things make no sense to the natural mind. That That's exactly what he is saying, that you have to have the Holy Spirit within you for spiritual things to make sense to you. And verse 15, those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. So the world, really, they can't understand us. No. Right? And there's, there's no way they can because we're not making our decisions based on what would make sense in this temporary world. Our decisions, our choices, our priorities, our values, all of it is based on eternity. And if you think about it, if your neighbors or coworkers can completely understand your whole life and they're not believers, that's, that's not a good sign. No. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. Verse 50, I guess I just read that. Verse 16, for who can know the Lord's thoughts? He's quoting now, uh, who knows enough to teach him, but we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. Yeah. The Great. mind of Christ, man. Oh man. The mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Do you have to to, the mind of Christ? Yeah. To be able to think the way Jesus thinks, to have the same values that Jesus has. Yeah. It's radically different than our mind without Christ. Well, Psalm chapter, not Chapter, Psalm Psalm 110 and 111 are on the docket for today. And Dad, I think you picked out a couple verses, at least I hope you did. Yeah, great, great Psalms. Encourage you to read the whole thing. But uh, Psalm 111, I just want to read the first three verses. First of all, he says, Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people. There's like this joy of, I'm going to get together with godly people and we're going to sing songs of praise together and if you're listening and you're one that you just do online church, you're not gathering together with God's people, you're not really doing church. I know we've got over a thousand people that watch us online and we're grateful that you're doing that, but God wants you to gather together with his people. Yeah. And he continues then, verse two, how amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. That psalm just continues on with this exuberance, exuberant praise that he is giving with others that also love the same God. And that's the, the joy we have as Christians to be able to do that together. Yeah. Well, thanks for being with us today. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. We, we talk about how we pre-record this. So I actually yeah. listen and you listen in the yep. morning, right? Yep. You listen in your living room, yep. um, which is just fun. I know some people listen at work or on their way to work or maybe on a walk. I a lot of times listen on my on a bike ride in the morning, which is kind of fun. Um, but wherever you're listening, I'm glad that we were able to do this together and we look forward to being with you tomorrow. God bless.